0: three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions tonight i have a very special guest mr darren shelton is in the building how you doing mr shelton
1: i'm doing well thanks for having me thank
0: you for coming on Uh, definitely appreciate your time and uh your openness to to just come on and share your story Uh, i know it's not easy for everybody so definitely appreciate the energy you bring um my very first oh actually before i get to that uh for the folks unfamiliar with the show um the flow of the show is we do a few intro questions a little warm-up just to set the tone Um, and then i have a little icebreaker for you as well thrown in there somewhere and uh, then after that we jump into the main portion of the interview where you choose a number between 1 and 34 and we get the conversation rolling that way how's that sound to you mr shelton
1: sounds like a plan i'm looking forward
0: for sure Well, uh, my very first question for you is, how have you been? It's uh, definitely been a crazy year and it's crazy times. Um, You've been doing well, you've been going through it. How you been?
1: Good, Uh, you know, very, very blessed, highly favored, I believe is the phrase. you're right, it has been tough, but I think what's been interesting over the course of the last year is, in the midst of challenges, there's been a lot of opportunities And we've seen not just resilience from people, we've seen remarkable innovation. People's will to not only survive, but to help others to adapt, to find ways. I've got friends that started businesses during the middle of the pandemic and have done well, just had a chance to celebrate a one year anniversary with some of them. And so I'm I'm excited to be a part of people who are not willing to give up but are instead going to overcome
0: for sure for sure um what do you think has been for for you personally what's been the the biggest positive that came came out of um the quarantine
1: biggest positive for the quarantine not a whole lot of people probably look at the quarantine in terms of of their positives you know i had a chance as many people did to spend a lot of time with my family when everybody was kind of you know, sheltering in place, whatever that looked like for different people as we tried to sort things out. I, you know, I had a chance to encourage a lot of people. I think maybe one thing that's been a positive and not necessarily so much for me, but I I count it as a big positive is seeing people overcome fear. Uh, At the very beginning of this, a lot of people were very afraid. Nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetimes. And, you know, even for some of our senior citizens who many of them went through World War II and they went through the Korean War, Vietnam, they'd still not ever seen anything like this. So so to see people reconcile their fears and find ways to live and thrive, you know, while I personally didn't have a whole lot of fears going into it, I'm going to take that as a collective win for the team. I'm glad to have seen us come out with that positive,
0: for sure. And um, just another follow-up to that: uh, Is there any particular fear that, that you had that you maybe came o- overcame during quarantine, or is that just a ge- in general kind of thing?
1: Yeah, no, more in general. I I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm entirely fearless. I suppose there's always something out there lurking in the shadows that might give us a little uh, scare. But, you know, I I made this statement early on and I still stand by it. Uh, I refuse to live in fear of a virus. And I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna live my life in fear of something like that. For me, you know, the odds of me dying are probably a whole lot higher from something other than the virus. I'm just not gonna live in fear of that. That doesn't mean I don't respect it. or that I don't recognize, you know, the danger that it certainly is to many people. We all probably know of some people who not only suffered greatly, but uh, some who may have succumbed to the virus. And so we appreciate that it is something that we need to be mindful of. I hope, really hope, that people have taken the time to become more conscious of what wellness means in terms of, you know, addressing issues around inflammation and nutrition and making sure people are getting a lot of rest. None of that's a silver bullet, but all of it is extremely helpful. And if there's anything that I personally probably had to face, it was that, and say, you know, hey, I, I you don't live forever. And if there's anything that you could be doing and you should be doing, well then do that. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And so I personally, you know, over the course of the last year lost some weight uh tried to do some things to increase my uh you know immunity eating less sugar taking more vitamins doing the good stuff you know so i I don't want to look back at 2020 as a negative i want to look at it as a positive i want to see positive changes that people make
0: for sure Uh, i'm glad to hear that uh you, you know you made those changes for yourselves uh Health is wealth to, to to some people out there, so definitely important to take care of yourself. And I'm I'm glad to hear that you you've been working on it. I know for for my folks, it's something that I'm still trying to get them to embrace and kind of you know help change their lifestyles a little bit. Um, but it's a, it's a struggle, so I I know it's hard yeah. to, to break habits. It's, I'm a big sugar person. I, I feel like i'm still young enough to to feel like um i'm invincible but i know it's catching, <laughs> i know it's catching up to me <laughs> sure yeah but uh, yeah real quick real quick um all right well uh before we go any further i do have an icebreaker for you
1: it's a one yeah. word spelling bee
0: mm. um, are you open to it or would you rather um,
1: pass i love no, no no i love spelling bees i may not do very well on it but i'll take a stab all
0: right. All right. That's just one word. And uh, tonight, your word is perseverance. Ah.
1: Perseverance. P-E-R-S-E-V-E-R-A-N-C-E. Perseverance. Perseverance.
0: 100% correct, <laughs>
1: congrats. I have achieved my goal for the day and sleep well tonight. I got that word right. It's a great word, by the way. Thanks. I think it's a great word. It's a very timely word. Considering what we were just talking about.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, this is part of a list that I Google searched, uh, 100 most misspelled words in the English language, but who knows? Uh, anyways, um, what was I, gonna say? Oh, I forgot. I had a fleeting thought. My apologies Uh, Moving on We do have a a few more Warm up questions Um, Sure This next one is Oh Now I remember Because you got that word right You will be invited back to the 34 question spelling bee episode whenever I can figure, <laughs> okay. figure out the logistics of it I know it's, it's hard with a, a bunch of people coming in but no that
1: sounds like a great idea
0: yeah a bunch of other guests who've gotten their word right you guys are going head to head to see who's a, who's a champion that might, be a,
1: might be a very short lived contest but yeah that'd be fun
0: for sure um, again uh, moving on this next question is what would you like the audience to know about you
1: Hmm. Well, that's an interesting question since I, you know, obviously your audience is diverse and somewhat unknown to me in that particular context. So, what would I like your audience to know about me? You know, I, someone told me very recently, they said, you know, that uh, when I walk in the room, the atmosphere changes and I wasn't quite exactly sure what to make of that. Um, you know, perception is reality and it's interesting. We have our perceptions of things, of people, of life, of situations, and then others have their perceptions of us. And we obviously have no way to know how accurate someone else's perception of us is. And in fairness, maybe we don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. Maybe if we had insights into how others think of us, it would give us pause or maybe even the opportunity to refocus on perhaps aligning ourselves between how we are perceived and how we would like to be perceived. So when I think of your question, what would I like the audience to know about me? Or if I could say it differently, how would I prefer the audience to perceive me? I look at myself as being someone who has thrived on, facing challenges and maybe to a certain degree at times, even sought out challenges. That doesn't mean I was seeking out problems. Life brings its own fair share of those. I don't know that I like problems. I think I do like problem solving and that can either be proactive or reactive and in fairness it's probably hard to proactively solve problems until you've had a chance to reactively solve problems a few times only then do you have the insight needed to perhaps avoid correct in advance so i don't know if that's a, a typical answer that you might get to that i certainly don't have a uh, you know athletic record or anything like that. <laughs> I didn't make the winning shot in a basketball game 25 years ago. No, no uh, war stories like that. But I have enjoyed, you know, some at this stage, uh, 30 years of looking at challenges, staring them down and trying to come up with a solution so that maybe hopefully the next generation didn't have to deal with that same problem, at least the same way.
0: That, that was a terrific. Terrific answer, um, no no wrong answers here and everyone has their own way of answering the questions. Um, but definitely appreciated uh, the, the insight that you just shared, thank you for that. Um, my, my second question for you is, if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? If I was gonna tell myself today, I'm gonna do something in honor of Darren Shelton, what could I do? Mm.
1: <sighs> you know, great question and I would if someone was gonna do that just in the way that you laid that out they were gonna do a thing in honor or tribute of me I suppose if they were to express kindness to people we live in a world where so many people so rarely get true kindness Uh, They they may get placebo kindness or pseudo kindness where someone's just being polite and politeness is in and of itself probably lacking the way that it should be. We live in a society that's increasingly distracted and entertained to a place where kindness is just not maybe what it used to be. So if people could simply engage in more deliberate intentional acts of kindness, maybe even seek out opportunities to express their care and love for fellow man. I think that would certainly do a lot for this particular generation. And in fairness, if they were to do that in tribute of me, I would prefer they just simply do it honoring me in their mind without ever saying anything to express it because if anything, I'm a beneficiary of the kindness of so many other people.
0: I got you, I got you, and um, I'll definitely do that for you on one of these days. No worries and then thank la- you no worries um now this last question actually goes back to something you had mentioned about perception and how others may perceive you uh but this is more of a self perception question on a scale from one to ten. How well do you know yourself?
1: Mm great question well we don't know what we don't know and you know so I can sit here and you know if I told you a 10 well I'd definitely be lying if I told you one then that would certainly be probably far too telling you know I, I think that I probably would have to if I was giving a number to it go with seven and a half, eight. I wanna leave myself a little bit of wiggle room on the high side for not knowing myself maybe as well as I would like to. But I think at this stage in my life, I probably know myself fairly well. And good or bad, there's probably a high degree of predictability for me about me can typically tell you, well, don't do that, Darren, because if you do that, that's going to lead to this. and You know, it's just generally best if I don't look at a donut because I know what's going to happen right after I look at that donut. So I'm going to go with seven and a half.
0: Solid number, solid number. That happens to be probably the most, uh the most answered qu- uh, number Um, For this question, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm I'm still, I'm still trying to see a pattern and people land. You're you're going to
1: have a very interesting data set if you're, you know, paying much attention to these things.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm already noticing. I haven't been organized about it just yet, but once I finally hunker down and uh, take a re-listen to all the episodes, I'm definitely going to be writing down some stats for sure. Uh, And then. A follow up to that question is what's your favorite thing about your personality?
1: My favorite thing about my personality. Oh, I would have to say it's my great sense of humor. If not my overwhelming sense of modesty, maybe with that in mind, I should comment on my sharp sense of sarcasm. (laughs) Uh, You know, I, it's an interesting, I was talking to a friend of mine today, we were talking about, you know, how we're perceived. And so I have spent uh, 25 years in the maritime industry, which has been just a fantastic experience. But by the nature of what I've done, it's often involved in situations that most certainly some people would consider to be, I don't want to use the word hostile environments, but there was moments of confrontation. That's just the nature of the work. And so it's it's become increasingly more obvious to me that I'm going to use the phrase uh, an unconscious dominance. Just by my nature, sometimes I, although I don't think of myself this way, I've been told this several times and not so distant past that you know I kind of come in with a certain sense of authority and I don't that's not necessarily a good or a bad it's just you know certain people have certain demeanors and and then that can what that and what's interesting about this is other people can perceive oh well this you know this guy comes in from an authority type perspective and you know maybe confrontational which not necessarily the case but then that that's going to cause a impact on them, you know, maybe they come in very defensive uh, and unnecessarily. So, so I know that I personally, as it regards to my own personality, have tried to become more mindful of that so that there would not be a misunderstanding around something that need not be there. If I can say it in that particular way, Hmm. I think it's very, very helpful. And I like your question and for no other reason, because it's important for us to be self-reflective, to, you know, I mean, it's the, the question you ask is really, you know, a question I've never asked myself before. What do I like about my personality? Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's not what do other people like about my personality? What do I like about my personality? That's a great question because it's not one that we typically think about. And we, maybe we should, maybe we should, be considerate of how others think of us, but how do we think of us? And if there's a part of our personality that we don't like, imagine that would be the thing that would be easier for people to answer in some cases, what they don't like about their personality. Absolutely. But if we think about the one, maybe it leads us to the other, and maybe it collectively leads us to being a better person just simply because we were more mindful.
0: Yeah. Um, that the, thank you for that. I never really fully understand the impact of these questions sometimes um, because I'm not thinking about it in in that sense of oh I'm I'm trying to direct this person to think this way it's more so something from my curiosity that, that kind of comes out um but yeah most definitely self reflection um I think is huge I don't so one th- one thing about me is uh the way I'm weird is that I do think about these questions and I do like to talk about these things with other people not everybody is open to that or you know is interested in you know participating in that kind of, kind of conversation sure yeah so yeah um, like I, I know for some people maybe they wouldn't have perceived that question like you just had you know they, they could, might feel a little intrusive about it um, but sure. definitely that's something that You know I try to create this space so it it's a welcoming space to to talk about these things where there isn't as much judgment because I get it Um, I I understand someone just bringing up a topic like that it's kind of like I don't know you why why am I telling you these things Um, yeah yeah but yeah you have anything else to
1: add well I was just sitting I mean no not necessarily but you know I I guess maybe my curiosity runs somewhat parallel to yours and Certainly. Yeah. You know, people ask you that kind of a question is one that, as I mentioned, not only do people not think about it, but when asked, it causes such a surprising respect of self-awareness that most people are not used to doing and so their reaction is not necessarily offense at what would be the seeming intrusiveness of the question. But to a certain degree, the fact that they're just so caught off guard by thinking of themselves that way and then trying to not only analyze, but articulate around that. That's one of those questions that people will probably go to sleep thinking about. noodle on the next day. Maybe try and weave it into a conversation with their mother or their best friend. But really just if they're if they are truly curious about it. Really think about themselves. So it it's, it's a great question and I can appreciate why if you've asked it of other people they probably struggled to frame an answer around it but it's a great question
0: thank you sir thank you um just moving on uh sure we've uh made it to the main portion of the interview those were just the warm-up questions so
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right
0: yeah yeah um so there's three levels i I think you've read the document uh there's easy medium hard Uh, It's all subjective to what I think or what I think people would have a hard time answering. Um, Which level would you like to start off with?
1: Uh, You know, why don't you start easy and work your way up? I mean, there's no sense in me trying to hit the home run here in the first question.
0: No worries. All right, Um, going on the easy level, uh, give me your first number between 1 and 34.
1: So without even me looking or knowing, let's just, we'll just split the middle and go with 17.
0: 17, if money and time didn't matter, what would you choose to do?
1: If money and time didn't matter. You know, people have, you know, used the, the phrase or eons, I suppose, you know, the time is money, time is money. I remember hearing that so often, uh, Time is money, and the truth is that time is, is not money. Time is far more valuable than money. If you had all the money in the world, you wouldn't be able to buy yourself another second of time. You had all the time but you could accumulate all the money in the world. So if I had time and money, if neither mattered, what would I do? Well, I would do everything, I suppose. If I had all the time and the money, I mean, why would I not do? I mean, I'm <laughs> you- live forever and have <laughs> unlimited resources. So, you know, the, you, people could be very selfish with that. But in honesty, if you really think about the question, and if, if both parts of it are true, I could do everything. I could be both selfish and selfless throughout eternity, per se. That, you know... You know what? What what would what would you do? I mean, can you think about that? I could do anything. I could do everything. I could do all of everything. You'd get bored with that pretty quickly. You'd get you know. I mean, sure, at some point. But think about it. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. You can eat any food. Go on any vacation. Drive any car. Have any house. You can build any business. You can. Whatever. I mean, wow. Um yeah, that's supposed to be one of the easy questions? I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be one of the easy questions. But I but I can see you, you you think deep about these things and I definitely appreciate that. Uh you know, that was a whole different way <laughs> that's the first time someone's brought it You were waiting for body. me to say I'd
1: buy a Maserati and uh, <laughs> you know, go ski the Swiss Alps or something. Um No, but uh
0: Yeah, yeah so I guess it, when you put it in that that way, it's true. And I think you know, for for myself, if I was in that position, then I would kind of I'd be spending a whole lot of my time trying to find that balance. Like you were talking yep. about being selfishness and selfless. Um, I think that's one of those things. Like, do I, you know, just dedicate my life to to making the world a better place? But that's yep. also very draining. Um, maybe I couldn't do that all the time. So. I could see my, myself doing in pockets of, of time, maybe, you know.
1: Well, and, and, you know, if you ask that question to a 21-year-old and an 81-year-old, you're going to get very different answers. And I, you know, kind of split the middle on those ages. And, you know, depending upon at what stage in my life, all of a sudden I had enough tony, enough money or time where neither was a concern would certainly change, you know, would certainly influence my answer to that. At this stage today, if money and time were not an issue, I would do a lot of stuff, you know, with my family, with my friends, and for the communities that I have the privilege of serving, trying to help others, advance causes, and, you know, really be a voice of hope and change in any way that I could, if, if money and time weren't an issue, then those would probably be my priorities.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, let's uh, go ahead and throw me another number.
1: Oh, well, um, let's go with 21.
0: 21 still uneasy. easy, but uh, okay. what's, what's been your greatest highlight? Something that uh, maybe an achievement that that you've uh, that you're particularly proud of. Uh, yeah, what's been your greatest highlight?
1: Um, now that's that's a, that's that's as equally tough as some of the others. You know, I've been very privileged. I've had a chance to do a lot of things. I have shared the stages, plural, with governors and congressmen. I've had the honor of being a commencement speaker at graduations. I have ministered at funerals and weddings of dedicated babies. I've had the privilege of being a husband to a beautiful wife, father to some amazing daughters. I've had a chance to serve on different boards. college boards or industry boards. For me to go back and pick one highlight from all of those things is incredibly difficult. And I suppose if I had to, I'm gonna say, and I know this sounds somewhat, you know, I hope it doesn't sound arrogant or superficial. But I'm gonna go with the cocktail highlight in that I've had a chance to do all of those things. I've had a chance to be a part of some very amazing opportunities. You know, and every one of those weaves into the fabric of a person's life. I, and I know this would sound odd to people, but, I've had the privilege of standing by the bedside of a number of individuals as they crossed from this life into the next. And it's allowed me to frame, I don't want to, you know, make it sound too cliche, you know, the meaning of life. I've had a chance to do some amazing things. And the fact that I've had a chance to do all of those things. That may be the collective highlight.
0: Thank you for, for sharing. I, I would totally agree. If I was able to do all those things too, I, I, it would be hard for me to choose one. Uh, but yeah, that that sounds like it's been amazing. It's been life's been an amazing ride for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, we got a little bit left of it, so we'll oh, no. see. Maybe maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have a different highlight uh, if we have this conversation ten years from now
0: cheers to many more you know
1: yes sir yeah we're here
0: uh before we we choose we we get you to choose another number I actually have a curveball for you all Uh, right this one is a fill in the blank question okay and for you it is I'm too young to
1: blank (laughs) I'm too young to be forgetting all the stuff that I seem to be forgetting
0: (laughs) I mean does it happen often
1: I mean, you know, it's, it it happens too often. I'll put it that way. And, and it's simple stuff, you know. I mean, I you we can still remember what day of the week it is or where I'm supposed to be in another ten minutes. But I was at an event earlier this evening, and I kept looking at this gentleman, and I'm like, I know, I know the guy. I mean, I knew, I knew the guy, <laughs> but I just couldn't think of his name. And finally, I turned to a friend of mine, and I'm like, you know, this is dumb. I'm not going to sit here and keep grinding the last bit of, uh, you know, faculties I have left today, who is that guy? And he told me the name, but like, okay, absolutely. You know, so um, that, that's happening a little too often. It's typically associated with a lack of coffee at a certain time of the day, so, mm-hmm. um,
0: but yeah. What's your go-to when whenever someone approaches you where you feel like you should know them and they seem to know you? <laughs> Are you like a, hey, guy, or... <laughs>
1: Well, usually if I will, in that situation, and it does happen, I know a lot of people and I go to a lot of events and there's a thousand things running through my brain. And so, but to answer your question, I, it's not as I'm not, I'm not acting like I know them. I do know them. And I will approach it from that perspective and just wait for the name to catch up with me. And usually it does a minute or so into the conversation, the other stuff will kind of clear out. But I will tell you one thing that helps in that situation is really just to focus on the person. Mm. As I mentioned, you're sitting there, you got all these other thoughts that are running through your brain, just push those out to the side and just focus on that person, that conversation. And just the clarity of that usually allows the, you know the the name just slipped through the crack and all of a sudden you're not feeling as dumb as you did 30 seconds prior
0: i gotcha got, i'm gonna have to try that I, I normally try to find someone for
1: for me to introduce them to i'd be like oh yeah.
0: hey this is uh chris and then i, I wait for them to say their name
1: <laughs> sure yeah so i will say this i i there was a gentleman who was a very special part of my life and his name was james Kilgore. he was a pastor minister traveled internationally the man through his lifetime shook hundreds of thousands of hands. And when you would see him, he would remember your name. And it would always just surprise you. You're like, you know, way too many people to remember my name. You haven't seen me in however long. How could you possibly remember my name? And you just had to know that in his mind, there were, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of names. I've always admired that skill amongst those who had mastered it, and uh, you know, I, I very much uh, covet. Maybe I don't. I try not to covet too many things, but maybe I will covet that because that is a very desirable skill to have. That level of memory association.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, that, that kind of takes ways perfectly into what I was going to ask you next, which was, you know, intelligence, um, something you had brought up off camera before we had uh, started rolling. Um, you mentioned it was it emotional EQ.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah EQ so instead of IQ EQ emotional intelligence uh,
0: can Can you kind of in a nutshell kind of describe that to me as something I haven't really dove into at sure
1: all? well I, I don't want to do disservice to it I'll tell you a few years ago um, I was going through some hiring processes where I was hiring some you know college interns and I tried to formulate a, you know, a set of questions that I would use during uh, a two-fold interview process where I would first do, uh, you know, a, a phone call, ask a few questions, and then I could say, you know, score the calls. And then, you know, if I made 10 calls, maybe I would try and work it down to three or four in-person interviews and so my goal was to really try and peel back the layers of the onion as it were in getting to know the person and so EQ questions are designed around that you know so it's it could be simple stuff Uh, you know instead of me asking do you like to read I would ask you you know what book have you been reading lately and Your answer would be telling if it was fiction nonfiction the type thereof and there's not a right or wrong answer to it it's just Let me ask questions in a way that will help me better understand this individual much like what you are doing here in you know the The script the style the format that you're employing which I think is great, you know I think, I think the style of questions is great. So, but yeah, and that, that's EQ, and, and I, it's worth looking it up. It's worth trying to incorporate it into any area of your life where you just kind of weave in a few questions that really cause people to, you know, kind of show their hand a little bit about who they are so that you could. and for me, those questions on the hiring side were really just around culture. I wanted to make sure that I was hiring people, that would you know fit in well for the the team that they were going to be joining and then themselves i didn't want to bring anybody in that i thought you know that this won't be optimal for them because i think that's a really important part in the hiring process it's not just about skills it's are you going to be a happy person here so anyway i went way past answering your eq question
0: no that was great that was great and um, I think if a lot more people kind of went through the hiring process like you did they would be in the places that they were happier working at you know um, I definitely find a value in that and something I wish you know I would come across more often in the hiring process uh, well as as a person looking for a job <laughs> sure but sure. Uh, yeah and uh, definitely appreciated that you know the context you're giving me, as far as you know these questions, because you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's not something that I think of, but stuff that I realize as as more people give me share their perspectives with me. Um, so appreciate that as well. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, jump into another number. You still want to stay easy, or oh, let's
1: let's 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 dial it up a little bit. Uh, you know, how about we go with uh, I don't know medium four. Medium four.
0: Do you consider yourself uh, religious or spiritual?
1: Ah, well, I didn't know that was the the question, but that's a good one. So, yes, both religious and spiritual, which are different. Um, I do have the privilege of serving as a pastor of a Christian church. So I'm sure that everybody would, uh, you know, well, there's probably a couple of people that probably wouldn't think i was too religious but we won't go there um no it's yeah yeah i mean religious and spiritual you know i don't know if most people how they look at those differently a person can be religious and religious can be you know eluding to the ceremonial parts of religions That doesn't mean that they're necessarily spiritual in and of itself i'll say this and i don't want to go too deep but Everyone has the propensity to have a spiritual nature, and that would imply that they're getting beyond just the carnal nature of a person, which the carnal is common to all man. But when you look at that deeper spiritual person, and you begin to dissect the spirit from the flesh, so at the at a, even even at a uh, you know seemingly non-spiritual level i would say that everybody has the capacity to be spiritual it would probably be helpful if more people understood that side of themselves but yes for me religious spiritual both
0: for sure uh i gotta say it, it, This is our first time meeting and, you know, I think the impression I've gotten from you is that you're a very deep thinker and have you always been a deep thinker, like growing up or was it something that kind of came along as you were experiencing life?
1: Well... So you, you're kind. I, I personally, I understand and acknowledge what you are saying. I don't necessarily think of myself as a deep thinker, but in fairness to you and in fairness to some of the other questions that we've uh, went through, as I self-reflect, maybe you're right. Um, now, to the question that you just asked, I've probably always been very curious. So my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, grandparents had a set of world book encyclopedias that they had bought for my, my father and his siblings. I think my father is probably the one who made the most use of them just from when they purchased them um, at that stage in his life. And then my father, my parents, my father and my mother bought a set of world book encyclopedias for myself and for my sister. And I commandeered them. I was the custodian of them, meaning that they had to stay in my room. <laughs> I don't think my sister was trying to argue too much on that particular point. But yeah, I would get, you know, I would get them down and I would just read random things from history, you know, about presidents and, you know, famous figures of the past. And I would sometimes kind of dive off a little more into the esoteric on is time travel possible and things like that. And then. I guess as I matured, I read a lot and there's a book and it's an interesting book. I don't know if I'm suggesting it, but I'll just throw it out there. There's a book titled The Great Thoughts. And it's really a collection of quotes around certain things that are philosophical. And I, I have that book. I don't have it. It's in one of my other offices. And I do... When I was younger, I suppose I looked at it more and I would just, you know, magic eight ball the book and see where, you know, flip through the pages and put my finger down and okay, let's think about this thing. Um, So yeah, you know, in fairness to your question, maybe I am a deep thinker. Uh, Knowing myself as well as I do, however limited that may be, I, I... deep may be very subjective considering the shallow end of the pool that I seem to like to enjoy some. But um yeah. For sure. Good question. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, uh, you know, the encyclopedia is great, and that's that's one of the things that I enjoyed growing up as well. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've, you've taken advantage of uh, the online encyclopedia nowadays and Wikipedia, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's always fun to go on there and, you know, just check
1: out random subjects. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but Wikipedia doesn't have the smell of breaking open the binding of a really good book or there was just a unique smell even to uh, an encyclopedia. And I know that sounds probably really weird, but you know, I would just as, just always love the smell of cracking open some of those books and getting into them. Um, but yet, you know, now that people have got Wikipedia, why would anybody ever go buy a 34 <laughs> volume? You know, I think my parents probably paid $1,000 for that that set of encyclopedias, you know, nearly 40 years ago. And why would people do that now? But uh, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of need to find me a spot and get a whole set of encyclopedias. I bet I can buy them at a garage sale for 10 bucks.
0: <laughs> you know, actually, you just gave me a great idea. Like uh, you were saying, who would who would buy something like that? Got to make a, co- a collectible. You know, you got to find some way to uh, <laughs> make it a little bit special. And people do like... I think there's 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 that niche market of people buying you know paperback still and you know because they like that feel they like that smell, um, yeah. So whoever has yeah, it there's a there. very yeah.
1: <laughs> there's a textile there's a textile value to it. Um, I just recently finished a book, and I mean I've got you know you really can't see it here in camera, but I, I've I've got probably 40, 50 books over there. I've got ten books on each side of me, and this is just a small portion I, I like i like the textile feeling of breaking open a book and getting into it and getting a pen and getting a highlighter and you know marking it up i mean i don't get me confused i love kindle too because there's, there's advantages to being able to read in that digital format but i think you know when you look at a collection of books you're not just looking at what a person's read you're looking at what a person wanted to read you're looking at something indicative of their interest and most people and certainly myself I, I'll, I'll probably never read all the books that i have i mean it's just you know people see a lot of books and like have you read all those books and I'm like oh yeah i've read all those books you know twice oh wow you know no come can get real um but i i I have a healthy list of things that in my mind if I have a chance I'd love to get into those books because you know obviously readers are leaders it's it's not really just a cliche thing I mean the vast majority of assuming you know some things about content uh, readers are leaders because it opens one up to understanding things that in and of itself the revelations that can come from reading the right things will either in a positive or negative. you know, there's been certainly uh, less than stellar citizens of humanity that were influenced by what they read and then went out and and did some amazing things. And I say that in fairness to their accomplishments, good or bad, they they read and it caused them to leave. So uh, anyway, we're getting I'm getting further further away from your question, but uh, I'm not a big fan of Reed
0: no no worries don't don't feel like you're you're rambling on too much this this is really about you so uh you know feel free to keep going on i do want to ask you well what's your favorite book or if uh that's too hard um Mm -hmm. knowing me or getting to know me through this interview what, what would you what book you think i should read next
1: Okay, so I can answer the first one really easily. My, my favorite book is the Bible, and it's not just because I'm religious or spiritual. The Bible, uh, and this is not just my opinion, I mean, just a short a short few clicks in uh, you know, Wikipedia or Wiktionary or anything else. would, The Bible in and of itself is a compendium of history, uh, knowledge, wisdom. Uh, I mean, you know, most people that don't really read the Bible much would never understand how much the Bible talks about finances. I mean, then there's certainly quite a few people that would attribute their ability to have gained wealth, even non-religious, non-spiritual people who could look at the Bible and say, look, if you'll just read the Bible, you can become wealthy because of what it teaches in terms of investment, saving principles around stewardship, et cetera. So the Bible is easily my, my favorite book. And then what book would I recommend for you? Um, man. So i'm just going to name a couple books and you can pick um, i just finished a book uh, written actually by a friend of mine uh, dr eugene wilson wrote a book titled rhythm just like it sounds and the book is about time management attention management and really at the highest level life management um, i highly recommend that for a lot of people you know nowadays we're increasingly busy and you know certainly with someone like yourself who's you know uh, working a podcast and you know working a job and you know living how do i find that rhythm in life that cadence that allows me to stay on beat so that when interruptions come up i have a plan on how to deal with them how i can keep a lot of things in focus so that's a good book there's another book that uh, i think a lot of people would find value in a book titled Principles by Ray Dalio. And Ray Dalio is a very famous hedge fund manager. Um, And and the books, you know, the book's not so much about Ray's wealth, not at all. He does talk about investing in there. And I think that could be of interest to some people. But really, the book is about life and life principles, just some basic rules for living. And I give credence to uh, Ray for taking the time. To really be very self-reflective and answer, uh, you know, answer questions that people had never really thought about. So those are two I would recommend. I mean, trust me, I can talk about books for days on you know what could help people. But I will throw this in, and this is something that uh, people probably don't take enough advantage of nowadays: is is podcasts. You know, there's some really great podcasts that are out there by genre that if you listen, and and as is the case with me, there are some podcasts I'll listen to and take notes around business or leadership. You'd be surprised what people will say vocally that they might not would have put on paper, were they writing? And there can be just a tremendous amount of brilliance. And so, you know, I mean, a lot of people will look at a big, thick book and go, I don't have time to read that. Okay. Well, do you have 30 minutes to listen to a podcast? Can you squeeze 30 minutes in once a week? And if you can, you can learn a whole lot. It's a, it's a different content that, yeah, 30 years ago, no one thought about that. But now it is a, you know, really truly a modality of learning that's available that, you know, doesn't matter if you can't afford to go buy books at 20 bucks a pop. Man, podcasts are pretty much free. Just, you know, just. Hop on Spotify or whatever it is you listen to podcasts on and find some people that you really click with the way they think, pay attention. You are a tremendous amount on the fly. Even if you're not taking notes, driving back and forth to work or walking around your neighborhood, um, can be a great way to learn through, through, you know, this new format.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, thank you for that quality answer. I do want to mention rhythm. Exactly what I'm looking for, man. That's that's something that's been on my mind, and um, yeah, I, I've, lately my, my decision making has been based around figuring out what my priorities are, and yeah. how I'm spending my time, and how I can get all those things to kind of move in harmony, so I don't feel like yep. I'm uh, you know neglecting any of the things that I feel
1: like I need to be doing. That's that's your book. I mean, if that book is all about what you just said and and you will find it to be i mean honestly i don't i I have a lot of books read there's a lot of books i will never read once so i most certainly very rarely ever read a book twice and i went through that book two and a half times reading it and then going back through it and looking at what i had highlighted and sitting down with my calendar and my to-do list and Uh, and just pretty much a blank sheet of paper and saying okay what do I do about this Uh, where do I put not just certain events but a category of events in my life and then you know what do I think I want to do you know five years out ten years out if if I still here 25-30 years from now what are some things because we leave a lot of stuff to chance and Life is not always favorable to those who leave things to chance. I I gave a presentation uh, earlier this week, and one of my co-speakers used a phrase several times. And We were speaking to some high school students, so I think his use of this phrase was very timely. But he said, you know, luck favors the prepared mind. And there's a tremendous amount of truth to that. And so when we, if there are certain things that matter, if it really matters, if it matters enough for you to think about it and put it down on a sheet of paper, then remind yourself, go back to that and say, okay, you know, this matters. When do I think I want to prioritize time to get this done? Even if it's just in part or planning on it, you know, I can't do that this year. I can maybe not do it next year, but within the next five years, I want to do that thing. If you don't plan on it, odds are it's not going to happen. That's uh. So anyway, you'll like rhythm. You'll like the book.
0: For sure. For sure. No, pl- planning, key word for me. Um, that's, that's something that I've neglected and that's something I'm learning the value of uh, more and more as, as I continue to grow. Uh, just a heads well, up. Good for oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, as, as a
1: young man, as a young man, you will well serve yourself to do more of that now. Um, you'll, 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 if, you, if you really do buy that now, your life will be so enriched in unimaginable ways all because you applied what even seems like even just a trivial amount of intentionality for planning certain things. You'll do more, you will have greater peace of mind and your life will just be so improved because you took the time to, to, to make that effort. So, sorry.
0: No, no, you're, you're fine. No, no need to apologize. Um, but just a heads up, we do have about five to seven minutes left in the podcast. Sure. I just want to thank you again for, for coming on and man i mean you've been dropping knowledge all all podcast long so definitely appreciate all the nuggets uh let's uh try to get one more number in go ahead and uh, sure. and would you like this one to close out with a hard level or just keep it yeah in? yeah okay. I, you know what I,
1: let's go hard and i'm gonna let you pick it i'm gonna let you pick it okay okay uh
0: this one's gonna be something that is uh the very first time i've used this question i don't know if you saw the end of the the document but there's always questions that just pop up and i have to kind of like uh throw it in there but it is what is something that you self-diagnose yourself with you know how sometimes people are like oh i have this phobia or i'm ocd or you know i'm doing, what is something for for yourself that you're like i think i'm you know i'm <laughs> I might have that thing, um, if it's not too mm-hmm. personal. Uh, yeah.
1: No, no, it's not not too personal. Um, again, as has been the case with several of the questions that you've asked me, it's not something I have even thought about thinking about. So, um, man, I don't know. Um,
0: you can skip. We we if, it, if oh. you feel like you, you'll get stuck, it's all right.
1: Well, I don't want to waste your time with me just rambling around trying to find an answer. I don't, I can tell you that I don't really have phobias. Um, I'm starting out a hypochondriac. I have learned things about me that have helped me change my nutrition and stuff to, you know, better myself. And shout out to my wife. I finally started listening to her on at least a couple things. And, but no, I don't know that there's anything, but I will trust me. I will meditate on that question later.
0: For sure. For sure. Let, let me switch it up for you. And uh this one is going to be, what is your mission?
1: Mm. Boy, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know if we can cover that in seven minutes, but I'll <laughs> take a stab at it. I'll take a stab at it. You know, um. And i don't want it to sound too cliche i'm not uh, this isn't a beauty pageant and i'm not trying to strive for world peace i suppose if anything and and this does maybe touch a little bit uh you know on the more religious side and that is i want to help i'd like to see people find their mold. and and we can take that from a spiritual side you know come into a greater you know relationship with god stuff like that but even if we kind of move that out of the spiritual religious, there's always a more. Everybody wants more, you know, you you get older, you have kids, you want more for your kids. You want them to have a better life, you want more. Um, You know, certainly there's some people that their goals are, you know, maybe their ambitions are just more money or, you know, more house, more car, more stuff like that. And I'm not gonna crash on that. Um, I think most people probably mature out of that at some point. So if you go through a stage and that's what your more is, you know, okay, knock yourself out. But if I can help people find the mores that really matter, and if I guess, you know, running up on time, I can leave this with you. Um, I like to look at life through what I would describe as the rocking chair perspective. And by that, I mean, when you are at the stage of life where much, maybe even most of your time is spent sitting on the front porch in your rocking chair, watching the cars go by, what will matter then? it's probably not going to be most of the stuff that you spent most of your life working on. Your focus at that stage is going to become near singular in most respects. What's going to matter then is if we start thinking about that rocking chair perspective long before we get there and really prioritize our life around the things that are going to matter when we're gone, whether we're talking the eternal things of God or whether we're talking what's gonna to matter to my family when I'm no longer here. If we live life thinking about that, I mean, you can't think about this kind of stuff all the time every day, but if we live our life thinking about that, if I can help people become more reflective of that and more, if, if my mission can be to help them find their mission in that context, then I think maybe I can, you know, go to my grave in peace.
0: Thank you for that. Um, everything you just said, I think I, I totally agree with. And I've, I, I think you could already tell, you know, our energy kind of vibes pretty well, have, being on the same page about that. Uh, trying to put people on—that's that's how I like to say. Yeah, like, no, to, yeah, no. You know, uh, help them find whatever role that is that they want to play, and kind of push them into embracing it and you know finding their joy in, in that in for in them find knowing what that is for themselves you know not everybody people are always searching for themselves you know and uh yeah. it, it's always it's for people to go out there try to help other people find themselves i think is definitely needed and uh i think you'll find a lot of people that appreciate that from you as well
1: yeah well it's helpful you know because a lot of people get too focused on perfection And, you know, perfect is a little lofty for most. Let's aim for ideal. If you aim for ideal consistently, you'll get pretty close to perfect.
0: Sure. Um, Just I know uh, I I said there was seven minutes left, but there is three more questions. Uh, I I promise you they'll be quick. Uh, I think think, uh, this next question is actually from a previous guest. Uh, shout, shout out to Mr. Kim out there. Um, his question for you is, if you had to relocate for a year, where would you go and why?
1: If I had to relocate for one year, well, I've, I've had the privilege of going to some nice places. But if it was one place and I was going to live there a year, uh, and if, uh, if somebody else was paying the tab, I would probably go to Sedona, Arizona. It's a beautiful place, the climate is uh, great, a lot of outdoor activities. So yeah, I would, uh, you know, as the, as the old story goes, if you're gonna throw me in the briar patch at Sedona, Arizona. <laughs>
0: Sedona, Arizona. I'm gonna to have to stop by now. Uh, I haven't haven't had the chance to really travel uh, c- across the states, but now that you've put that in my consciousness, I, I know I'm gonna to have to stop by.
1: There uh, you go. Well, for you in California, it's not. I mean, you could you could be there in a whole lot faster time than I can from Texas.
0: <laughs> no, I feel that. Um, my next question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on Thirty Four Questions?
1: so you can uh, you can throw this on your next guest Um, I'll give you this one what do you think will matter most when you are within one week of the end of your life
0: just typing it out what do you think will matter most when you're one week from the end of your life? One week from the end of your life. I gotcha. Uh thank, thank you for that question. Uh, some, some, sometimes guests try to keep it light and, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, well,
1: <laughs> given, given the, given the flow of this, uh, conversation, <laughs> why would we go wide at this stage? I appreciate
0: that. I appreciate that. Um, and then my very last question is the question that uh, I probably sent you in the message, of the question that ties everything together is what would you like your descendants to know about you 500 years from now they're watching this video, what would you like them to know about you?
1: I can, I'm going to answer that, I'm going to answer that this way, I did my best. And I hope that everyone understands that I did my best. I gotcha. Now, and I, I'll just, you know, I, the context of that is that's all you can do. All you can do is your best. And if you've truly tried to do your best, and I'm leaving that vague intentionally, But if you've tried to do your best and apply yourself as best as possible to the various stages of your life, and that really was your best, then you hope everybody can understand that was your best. And sure, maybe we can look at our life and we realize our best could have been better. If you do think that way, well, first of all, welcome to humanity. Most people recognize their best could be better. They hopefully hope it would be better but if you can realize that then that means that there's a little more best for you to aspire toward so i'm gonna try and do my best
0: for sure and uh you know i i can almost guarantee that they know that you're trying your best uh anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here
1: no hey listen i appreciate the opportunity uh to visit with you great questions uh, not just in, you, you know, the form of the question, but the manner in which you present them. I think what you're doing here and, you know, kind of sticking to a flexible script is going to really give, uh, you know, over time a baseline. Um, and I, I just, I think it's, I think it's great. I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing. You are going to be very enriched through this process. Um, as you have a chance to kind of, you know, get under the hood and pick the brains of different people, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of great stuff that, uh, because it weaves itself into the fabric of your life that you're gonna be that much better for. So I don't know, you know, maybe at some point if you're taking good notes and go back through the podcast, you'll have some good material. Maybe there's a book in here somewhere. Or there's certainly, going to be a snowball effect uh, of these interviews that just get better and better as you go along so hats off to you for what you're doing and thanks for letting me be a part
0: thank you sir um thank you for the juice i uh i definitely I, i for for me it's the long run you know i'm not expecting for this to happen overnight or anything and honestly you know i think what i enjoy most about the podcast is that as far as finding rhythm this is something that's i think has become my priority, you know, uh, and because it's these conversations that kind of make me feel alive, you know, and make me feel like I'm I'm doing something that's bigger than myself, um, and bringing people on to be a part of it is 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 great. I, I've tried s- similar things in the past; it never felt right because I, I couldn't bring other people on on, on with me, and uh, but now this is a uh, this is definitely I'm happy you recognize uh, the what's happening and what i'm trying to accomplish uh and yeah hopefully you'll you'll get some enjoyment out of this you know get a kick out of it in five years from now ten years from now and hopefully you know maybe you you could come back on i think i I would like i have a lot of questions to ask you about your books the books that you like um i I kind of want to start a book club out of out of this too uh just got to figure out logistics of everything but yeah Well, yeah,
1: I'd be happy to circle back and uh, spend some more time with you. This has been fun, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be going to sleep tonight trying to self-diagnose my self-diagnostics, so thanks for that.
0: And, and feel free to ask, uh, you know, friends, family, the same
1: questions. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I'm yeah. gonna, yeah, that's gonna be right at the middle of the dinner table. I'm going, well, you know, what have you diagnosed yourself with? Because <laughs> I think some things you need to certainly diagnose. Have you diagnosed yourself? Um, now that's gonna be good stuff. I appreciate you giving me that little bullet to fire down the road.
0: No worries, no worries. Um, I want to thank all the folks out there for tuning in, uh, listening on the on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you' f- catching this, and also on YouTube if you're watching. Um, thank you again, Mr. Darren Shelton, for stopping by. Uh, as always, reach reach out, reach forward, and much love.